from the PSI, ASI Mobile Studios at the River Run Day Lodge at Sun Valley, Idaho at Symposium. We're here with Melody Buell. What a great story. It was so fun talking with you on the lift and uh, meeting someone where I was like, uh, I really want to do another podcast with you. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> now, Melody, uh, I met you in a, a training group and turns out you're an adaptive DCL. What is an adaptive DCL? Well, George, um, I am one of the divisional clinic leaders for PSI Northwest and also an examiner. So I lead clinics providing education across the six disciplines within the adaptive, uh, within the adaptive sector. And we, I get out there and I help provide a foundation based on our alpine fundamentals and skills um, to be able to help enable people to provide excellent education and an education that can support their students who do have some kind of disability, um, no matter what that is. And then we, um, and then really whether or not that's somebody who works for a traditional school or it's somebody who does work for an adaptive specialty school, that will benefit them moving forward and being able to uh, provide a life-changing experience on snow, especially for people who who may not otherwise get to get outside and to feel that just crisp, wonderful, fresh air across your face. I mean, for me, I call that Swiss mountain coffee. <laughs> and it's that cold air that just runs across your cheeks. And it's like, it's sometimes for me, it's better than the first cup in the morning. And it's something I'm so grateful to be able to get out there and do. And it's something I'm so grateful to be out that be able to get out and share with other people, whether that's giving lessons or whether it's sharing with other instructors to be able to spread the discipline uh, much farther than where it is right now. Now, question for you really that has to do with what you're talking about. Uh, and there's so much I want to get into with you here. But um, as a divisional clinic leader, just because you're adaptive, it seems to me you're just really good at teaching. Uh, do you get hired to do clinics for any discipline, really, in Alpine? Wow, George, that's such a nice compliment. Thank you for saying that. Um, I mean, it's true. I mean, you, thank you. You really have to do great teaching. Yeah, thank you. That's and it's super observant as well. Um, so you know everything that we do in the adaptive sector is alpine based. Um, so if you think of the fundamentals, are the same. We right. take those fundamentals, and I look at myself as a translator. I take the fundamentals, and I learn how to take you know center of mass over base of support, and I translate that into six other disciplines. So for example, if I'm working with somebody who has a visual impairment, and I just need to focus on different learning styles because I no longer have visual learning styles. So I'm 100% teaching through two as where we rely on working with three most of the time, our kinesthetic and our auditory. So that's one example. So the fundamental is still the same. The ski and the snow are still going to tango down the hill the same way, right? So, and or if I'm working with somebody in a, for example, a three-track lesson where's, where somebody has one ski and then they have two outriggers. Right? So if they're doing that, again, it's the same. Some of the things that are a little bit different is maybe where does that, that pressure get directed when we're talking about directing pressure to the outside ski? So a little bit of that becomes a little bit different, but it's so easy to start translating. Once you start owning the concepts and you really understand the fundamentals and how they can be morphed into a few just different variables within body types. 
So let's get into your background. What was it that really got you skiing? We were talking mm. a lot, and you've got a huge race background. Uh, and so <laughs> I want to see the connection of where you were with race and how you went to adapt it. Sure. Thanks, George. I, um, so I grew up racing all through my, you know, my gosh, single digits up through my teens and, <laughs> and then uh, went on to race through college. But I started teaching just a little bit um, when I was in my late teens and, and it was interesting to me and whatnot. And then after college, I didn't need, I didn't, I wasn't ready for a real job. So I decided to head on over to Switzerland and I, 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 I was an instructor over there. I worked for an international program, working with kids from all over the world, everywhere from Uganda to Saudi Arabia and even Sweden. And then we also did a special week, uh, which was called Tackers. Um, that worked specifically with kids who had had transplants. So that was kind of my early exposure to the possibilities of working with, um, with people who have a different set of needs that aren't necessarily socially normative to our culture. And so that was really kind of inspiring just to see the amount of effort it takes for somebody who has to get up earlier and put a lot more effort into getting up on the hill. And it really kind of opened up a door of compassion for me. So after a couple of years of goofing off being an instructor in, uh, in Switzerland, I came back and coached ski racing for about another, oh, let's not age me too much here, uh, maybe another six or seven years. And I was really passionate about like the, the technical and tactical focuses of ski racing. And I just got to this point where I lost the heart. I looked up there and I just, it wasn't fulfilling me the way I needed it to. And so I paused and I said, you know, I need something else. And lo and behold, I actually went to Hoodoo, and which I know you uh, you have That's spent some time. <laughs> That's right. And um, I just I did the Oregon Adaptive Sports Volunteer Training, and I went out, and I. I got to check out the sit ski equipment. I saw some cool tools and, you know, I really just kind of had a play date with a bunch of things that could totally translate into circus equipment in the, at the time. And I loved it. I fell in love and I was still coaching ski racing at the time, but I was spending all of my extra days up with Oregon Adaptive Sports, specifically at the Mount Bachelor based program, volunteering my time to give lessons. So it's funny to me that you said you weren't ready for a real job and you went over and coached. <laughs> and, I mean, this has become your job. Oh, it totally has. <laughs> Absolutely, George. I feel so fortunate. And honestly, I'd go as far as saying privilege to be able to be in a space where there's a strong educational foundation that we get through PSIA. But then I get to bring this diverse array of experience to the table and to be able to further my learning, but also to be able to share with others and to do create an atmosphere where I get to help change people's lives through the where through my sector with Oregon Adaptive Sports and throughout the Northwest, where I do thankfully am, am lucky enough to be an influencer and in giving clinics and spreading knowledge, but also just to be able to get out there and be in the outdoors and on a vehicle that maybe is more accessible to even more people than we imagined. Now, there's something you said that I found extremely interesting. I'm Please don't take that that I don't find everything you're saying is <laughs> Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> but when you said you went to Hoodoo and looked at the equipment, you loved it. it, it I did. It excited you. It got you really interested in it. I, I've got to tell you, I don't feel I'm unique here. When I look at that equipment, it scares me. Um, uh. And while I've had some interest in working in adaptive, I've always felt like if I can't get out on a, a sit ski and try it out because I'm scared, how can I 
teach somebody to do that? So, George, this is a great question, and honestly, it's something that comes up a lot. And and I would actually, you know, I, w- I want to backpedal just a tiny bit and say that um, part of my participation in the in PSI Northwest, I, I spend a lot of time with the adapt, uh, the Alpine teams. So whether it's the tech team here showing up at clinics, participating in our tech series, which is our um, our um, education staff ongoing training, I find. Um, that it's all the same. There are a lot of differences, but it's just evolving a little bit and being a little bit more creative and being able to take our Alpine fundamentals and really just being able to tweak them a little bit so it applies to the person in front of you. So when you're talking about the fear of saying, well, heck, if I'm not a rip and mono skier, how on earth could I give a great lesson to someone? Being able to understand how the, the equipment works and how that ski works, the same way you do from your experiences, is the same. And being able to own that confidence and to watch the results of what you're asking someone to do show up. You know, I was out uh, last week working with a friend of mine who um, is a three tracker, and it's all, again, it's all the same. We're working, you know, when we're talking about the way the fundamentals apply. And that's where you can start getting some confidence of saying, you know what, I'm gonna go try this. I'm gonna go out there and I'm going to, you know, maybe you wanna start with a clinic. Um, The PSIA Northwest offers some clinics on working with people with autism. And we also work, um, are offering some with some behavior management, right? So these are things that sometimes can be a little bit of a fear point of entry because you think, oh my goodness, I've never met someone with autism or, or my, my sister's cousin's uncle's son has, has autism and, and that feels really intimidating to me. But the truth is, is come out and, and, and join us for a clinic and see if we can't get you a little bit of support so you feel more confident about having the tools in your back pocket so that you can go out and run a successful lesson. Something I really take a lot of pride in when I'm giving a mic, when I'm leading a clinic on working with people with autism is how do you work with that student in your group who, who does have autism, but keep them a part of the group, right? Because the last thing you want to do is to separate that student or to change the experience of the rest of the group as well. And really taking the time to focus on, hey, let's Let's all be inclusive here. You know, the same way that Ava over here, you know, your student might need to control the group because that makes the space feel safe for her. You know, then we might have, you know, Ben over here who is maybe has autism and needs a few things adjusted for him. You know, and this chat about autism is really making me think because I've had kids classes. My daughter yeah. who teaches has had kids classes where after the lesson, the parent will say, <laughs> you know, my child's on the spectrum. And yep. you've noticed something there. And it's, yep. I mean, going through a clinic on this and Absolutely. learning how to communicate and would be fantastic. Totally. And what's great is one of the first things I start out with is what are the signs? What are your tells? And I'm, I'm hearing another podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> well, George, this is okay so far, so maybe. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, that is really interesting. And again, we've been talking a lot um, in PSIA, ASI this year about communication skills, people skills. Really, that's all this is, isn't it? It, Absolutely. And, you know, I want to say with a lot of pride when um, when 
we're working together as a division and the, the bulk of the group in the room is from the Alpine discipline. And we talk, we're, and we're talking about the value of people skills. I have to say the first time I heard that, I was actually confused. And the reason I was confused is because I work around people who have phenomenal people skills. They come to us because they love, they want to reach out, they want to make a difference. And we have to work on their technical skills. And so what I would say is that if you look out there and you notice that you have a, a good job at connecting with people and you have the ability to be able to look at someone and see them for who they are, your ability to step into an adaptive space and to be able to give a, a successful adaptive lesson is probably really high and it's probably already there. Your foundation is there. Step out, make yourself uncomfortable because isn't that what we're doing out here? How else do we grow? I, my last day at National Academy last year, I spent with Jeff Krill on a yeah. sit ski. Yes. I was terrified. <laughs> and I was so excited, though, when I went up the first uh, magic carpet and then got to get yes. on the second one and go to the top of the beginner oh. hill. And I high-sided twice, and it you know, kind of hurt. But <laughs> at the same time, it was really fun to go through something that had yeah. scared me. And Absolutely. start to link turns and feel yeah. like I can do this. Yes, and you can. And that's the message that we can share with everyone is that if you're willing to take a risk and you're willing to get out here, we can help you make a difference. And I think there's so much opportunity for instructors to help reach more, you know, more future skiers. I mean, isn't that our job? Our job is to make a skier. Why does that person have to show up to you in a certain package? Why do they have to show up to you walking into ski boots and have the capability of assimilating with our current culture? I mean, maybe we can be a little bit more open-minded and provide the opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about ourselves, but also for our groups to be a little bit more willing to be accepting of others as well. You know, I was going to ask if there was anything you wanted to say in conclusion, but I think you just <laughs> aced it. <laughs> Why, thanks, George. <laughs> Melody Buell, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. I love it. My pleasure. Thanks, George.